and welcome to TV My Husband Hates. I'm Kat Sims. And I'm Regan Kempton. And we are reality TV addicts. Addicts, uh, aficionados. Ooh, I like that. Experts. Experts. Basically, we know our shit when it comes to reality TV. 100%. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of TV My Husband Hates. How are you doing, Miss Kat? I'm okay. I'm a little bit stressed today just because, you know, it's like everything always like, I I had a really easy week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it didn't feel too stressful. And then today it's like everything needed to happen today. So, (laughs) and of course I'd left watching all the shows until today because uh, I've been obsessed with 90 Day Fiance. So essentially I'm all right. I'm just running on a wing and a prayer. Excellent. Well, that's how we do our best shows anyways. Um, I have moved on to 90 Day Fiance the other way, um, where people go to other countries to like oh. marry people. And is it Super good? Super fascinating. Um, oh, it is. There's an Indian guy who moves over this uh, uh, woman named Jenny, who's like 60, and he is 30. But it turns out he's already married. So the whole families have like busted into the apartment. They've alerted the Indian officials. It's very exciting. Holy shitballs, that sounds exciting. Yeah. Yeah, go check um, it out. But other than that, uh, my week has just been house stuff. It's really ramping up. I think we're going to actually be able to move out of the basement by the end of the month. I know you sent me pictures. It looks so spectacular. I can't wait to come and see it. So excited. Um, I am also worth noting here without Jimmy because he's on tour. So the kids are downstairs. I've stuffed them full of McDonald's. Um, <laughs> before you get in touch, Karen, they have it like once a month. It's fine. Um, Dude. And they got it actually because Billy got 10 out of 10 in her spellings today. And she's been working really hard at this new school and they're really pushing her and she's been yes. finding it a struggle. So she's so pleased with herself. She nailed it. So they're downstairs by themselves with the TV digital nanny. And if they interrupt us, I can only apologize, but you're just going to have to, we'll just figure it out. That's just the way it is. See, every it's Friday we do pizza. So, I mean, my kids eat pizza four nights a month. They eat fast food other nights a month. There's there no apologizing needed. And they had a fish finger sandwich last night for dinner, so I'm really yeah. nailing well, the parenting. Um, 100%. Hey, if they're fed, happy, and alive, you're nailing parenting. All of those things are true. So, yeah. we are adding in a new show this week, which is exciting because The Hills New Beginning Season 2 is landed. Now... If you are in the UK and doing a little happy dance, I'm afraid I'm going to piss on your chips a little bit because I managed to watch it on YouTube, but it was really crappy. It wasn't the full experience. I don't know where we can actually properly stream it yet, but I'm making it my mission to find out. Awesome. Well, it's on MTV, if that helps. Like, that's the channel, obviously. So if there's... Like a now or hey you. It's not on that now. It's not on hey you. It's not Damn. on prime. It's not. It's at the moment. It's nowhere. Nowhere. So, and I did go yeah. to MTV, but it said it wouldn't let me watch them. So either yeah. way, it's there. You have to dig a little bit, but it's worth it because actually, I really enjoyed seeing these guys come back. Oh my gosh! So in preparation for the new hills and basically cuz i've watched every tv show known to man i have gone back and started rewatching the hills and it is so fucking enlightening to go back and watch it again and actually remind yourself what these people were like a million years ago i love it's that hilarious. you kept texting me going who the fuck let lauren give up a vogue internship for a boyfriend <laughs> 
for fucking Jason. Jason, who is now on the new one. It was fucking him. And I was like, who is in this girl's life that was like, yeah, you totally need to blow off Paris for an entire summer to hang out with this dude in Malibu. This drunken alcoholic dude at the time. For sure. In, in they Malibu. broke up like two weeks after she did that too. Oh. And she was like, it was such a bomb. It was like, yeah, because you made the fucking wrong decision, Lauren. What Honestly. the fuck? And then Spencer is dating Audrina and Heidi at the same time. Totally forgot about that and lying to them about it both. But also like... It's hot shit, man. I just don't... I mean, listen, I'm here for no. Spencer. We're going to talk about it. But Audrina and, and Heidi are both like off the scale hot. And I don't understand what his appeal is. Well, I think I texted this to you. Like, what the fuck is happening in L.A.? Where women are fighting over Spencer. Yeah. I mean, Brody, I can understand. Like, Brody's hot. Me too. He may be a douche, but he is so God, fucking hot. he gives hot. me the fanny flutters. And always, always, has always been hot. Like, even these yeah. old hills. It's like, yep, you still would. But, uh, <laughs> but no, the girls are fighting over Spencer, not Brody. I, it makes no fucking sense to me. Anyways, we'll talk about this more later. We'll get into that. But for now, let's kick off with <laughs> Below Deck Sailing Yacht, um, where the fireworks... I mean, it's like a fucking <sighs> high school disco dance. I can't even with this lot. I can't. They just need You've to nailed stop. It. You have absolutely nailed it. It is exactly like a school disco where people are crying. People are mad because other people are making out. Some people are fucking hammered. Yeah. Some people are completely sober. There's little just messages like, oh. and little cliques and conversations and mixing and all the rest yeah. of it. And I am so over the bullshit. And it feels a bit like I'm not watching Below Deck Sailing Yacht and I've got two young children screaming and shouting and being dicks to each other. And then I am watching Below Deck Sailing Yacht and I've got like eight children screaming and yeah. shouting and being dicks to each other. I think the only person that I can identify with is Colin. And this whole situation, he just finds it hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And like, because he's just like, chilling. He's step out, isn't he? Because he's just like, I've yeah. got a girlfriend. I'm not getting involved. I'm just going to sit here and eat my popcorn and watch the fucking show unfold. For sure. Well, and he's not really a part of either of their departments either because he's an engineer. So he just, he can be removed from all of this because none of this really affects his work. Like yeah. he just has to make sure everything on the boat's going well. Um, but we so do he's got have, his work cut out for him. We do, we do have Sydney crying again we've got Ali trying to make her like the fact that her and Gary are together which she's not going to do like just just get on with no. it no stop poking the Sydney and that's bear. okay yes it's fine for sure Jesus you don't need it to be like anyway both I feel like both things can be true. Cindy can, or not Cindy Sydney cannot give a fuck about your new relationship and be upset that whatever happened between her and Gary didn't happen. But, but like, she can do both. Just yeah. leave her the fuck alone. I know. I mean, and I'm like, no stop. Sydney fan. We're no Sydney fans, but I'm no. like, Gary and Ali now, you just have to move on. Go be together. Be nice. Sydney's For dealing sure. with it in her own fucking way. Let's stop making this a thing. And stop putting her on the spot and making her, trying to make her say, yes, it's fine. You have my blessing. You don't need to have her blessing. Yeah. Just fucking move on. No, but then Sydney spills the beans that she and Gary fucked, which I kind of like, how did nobody know that? Well, I forgot that nobody knew that. Like, I forgot that the, <laughs> that the line had been, oh, no, we just cuddled. I mean, as if. That's what bullshit, the fuck? though. But like, so, come on. But for the Put first on your grown time, up brains. 
Yeah. For the first time, Sydney confirms it, right? And she's like, no, yeah, we mm-hmm. fucked. Uh-oh, did I say that? Oh, fuck off. Anyway, she did. She throws it in. And the next day, Daisy tells Ali about that whole thing. And Ali's like, and I suppose in some ways that does go to explaining why Sydney has right. been so triggered by it. Because it is a different thing. Like, it fucking is a different sure. thing. Even though he was very clear that it was a one-night stand, we've all been there. Yeah. Like, I get that, and I still stand by that. But it is different when you've slept with somebody to, like, having a snog and a cuddle. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. And I mean, I think Al- and I think Allie's probably been like, why the fuck is Sydney so crazy? I mean, we think she's crazy anyways. But, like, she's... Like, oh shit, now I understand. I understand why she's so upset about all this. But I also think Allie needs to just let it fucking go. Just let like, it who fucking cares? go. Who gives a shit, right? Like, and Daisy, yeah. I really appreciate Daisy's take on this because I feel like Daisy's been the Sydney, although I suspect she handled it with a significant more amount of grace <laughs> and dignity. But she's been right. that Sydney where she's been dumped for somebody else, like a close friend or, you know, and that is yeah, a horrible yeah. feeling. Like that does sure. trigger some shit. It is like, what's wrong with me? Why am I wrong not with, good yeah. enough? So, and if you're living in very enclosed spaces, and I can understand how this has been hard for Sydney, do I think that she's handled it brilliantly? Absolutely not. Like, she could have gone two ways. One right. was an all right way and one was the batshit way. She chose the batshit way. But essentially, it's all starting to make a bit more sense. But now I think we need to move on. I do not want this to carry on anymore. No, I'm done, I'm done with the storyline. <laughs> like, we're all caught up. It doesn't need Me to be too. discussed anymore. <laughs> um, let's move on to the PDA issue briefly. <sighs> I mean, by the way, this looks like a great day off. Oh, yeah. I mean, I like I feel like this is the first time we've seen like a captain get them a bow and like really like give them a day. I mean, I guess they can't really go to a beach club this time. Exactly. Um, Because I think that's what they normally do. But I think this is a clever way around that. And my God, of course they need a time off. But I feel like they also need time away from each other. (laughs) I think that's what we're going to see more and more. Like, I am fucking over these people. I'm tired of being close to them. It's how we all felt. You know, yeah, there's when no we're break. In our various stages of lockdown. <laughs> um, the problem is, though, is that some of them appear to be like attached, like Velcro. And Danny and JL, like, I just whoever said it, and I can't remember who it is, but they were right. Danny can do so much better than JL. For sure, I think it was Sydney. She was talking a lot of shit about JL, which kind of felt like came out of like nowhere. Like, well, do you want to be with Danny? Like, I feel like she's now just on an, on like a self-destructive mission. She doesn't give a fuck now. Yeah. She's like, I'm out. I'm she's done. Gonna I'm watch just going to burn. Drop, I'm going to drop all the fucking tea, <laughs> sit back and watch the whole shit show burn to the ground. That's where I think sure. Sydney is. Um, but I don't think she's wrong. I think that this JL Danny thing, as much as it was fun, now that it looks like it's slipping into sort of relationship territory, I just think Danny can we'll do see. better. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. There's a reason she's choosing him. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think my, I think probably my outlook is a little bit colored by the fact that she may be having his baby. So, like, part of me is like, well, I hope, like, it does work out because, you know, that's what you hope for people. But yeah, I don't fucking know. I do disagree with Natasha making PDA such a fucking big deal, though. It's like... Can you just grow up? 
I don't like I don't know. I don't mind PDA. I do think it is a bit I mean, the way it's edited make it look makes it look like for sure. they're literally sat right next to like a full-on snogging session. Like I'm here for like a kiss, but it looks like they're sat there sucking face for like 10 minutes while you're sat right next to them. That yeah, would be weird. I just remember though. I remember when I was like 20 and fucking all hormoned up and drunk. I totally did that shit. Like it's not like these are 40-year-olds doing this stuff. No, you're right. Yeah. I don't know. No, I hear you. I just, I don't know. I think it's, I'm sort of with Natasha on this. I sort of feel like it's kind of a socially cool thing to hang out with. If you want to go and suck face, like suck face, go somewhere else and suck face. But if you're all sat around in a circle having a chat and four of you are like attached to each other, I just think it's a bit (laughs) weird. But. Who am I to yeah. say? Maybe I'm just a bit more prudish. Who knows? Maybe. It's not something I'm often accused of, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, see, and I felt where Natasha was coming from, it's more of like a judgy, prudish thing versus just an inconvenient, like, this is kind of weird. Like, that's where I meant. Like, I think that's where it's coming from with her in particular. Oh, on that, I can definitely agree. I think she's a jealous, okay. like, kind of prudy, judgy yeah. little cowbag, 100%. I think our motivations are different. I would just rather sit and have a chat with somebody rather than watch them suck somebody else's face off. But essentially, um, I'm never going to come down on the side of crazy Natasha. Let's go there. Um, No. The other thing that I think we're going to get more on next week, of course, is the clusterfuck that is Uh, docking boats this season, this episode. Shit, I don't know. And it looks like it's far worse next episode. And like the boat, well, obviously the boat dies because they like take it off the port power. Um, But it's just like, holy shit, it was very exciting. I feel like that's been the most exciting season for the deck ever. Well, honestly, like apart from when Ashton nearly died, that was pretty exciting. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But But I think we've got more, like there's more instances of exciting dock stuff. True, or and deck Gary saved the day by making getting the generator up and running just in yeah. time. Um, but it's the crash that we see at the end that really looks like that's not good. Oh, I mean, God. that breaks I mean, the dock. I mean, could you imagine? It breaks the concrete yeah. dock. Yeah, in the fucking boat. I'm sure it's fucked. Fucked. I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe that's the end. Maybe that's just the Maybe end of the like, show. Well, not gonna boat <laughs> like, anymore. Sorry, we fucked the boat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not joking. I suspect. Well, I mean, you can't get like a replacement yacht, like you know, because they've already had to replace the little the little boat. Then the, they had, they had to call cha- in a replacement the when boat, the British yeah. people were there. Yeah. 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 No man. The Tinder. Tinder. Tender. We get the there tender. in the end. <laughs> not Tinder. Yeah. Not Tinder's charter. the swiping. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's a whole oh, different man. sea full of fish um anyway we'll see what happens but it's the first time that we have seen glenn super super fucking rattled and fucked off like yes he's not this is not a small thing this is a big thing no i think it's the first time we've seen a boat crash on on below deck yeah full stop to that extent for sure that's like we've never seen yeah. anything like that um, well, we'll just have to see what happens next week. Maybe this is how they're going to wrap it up. Maybe. While we've got you here, we'd love to talk to you about our brand new Patreon account. Woohoo! It's all the extra content that is not only about reality TV, but all the other TV that we happen to be watching. And 
And if that wasn't cool enough, we also give away a little bit more about ourselves. So there's lots of personal stuff on there too if you want to get to know us better. So head on over to patreon.com, search for TV My Husband Hates, and all this extra content can be yours for less than a cup of coffee. Or a glass of wine. Whatever you choose. Alrighty then, let's move on to the next show on the list, which is of course Real Housewives of New York, episode two. Um, And how are we feeling about the newest member on the block so far? I'm still down with Ebony. I kind of feel like maybe we just need to cast this whole show with people that Leah knows. Yeah, I mean, I think she's ace. And I think she is, I think she's, Part of me feels like she's falling into a little bit of a false sense of security. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I really hope that that she's, I really hope that she stays, that she doesn't get beaten down by them. And for now, I'm loving her energy and her approach. Yeah, I, I agree on um, all of this. I love how she kind of calls out Ramona's fakeness to Leah as well, because that kind of shows me like she she's on the lookout. Yeah, for totally. some of this. So she's not totally drinking the Kool-Aid, but, you know, no, we'll but see she's how that getting, goes. She's getting comfortable. She's she's open minded, but she's also skeptical and it's a perfect place yes. to be. I also really appreciate her approach to stuff like I love I feel like she's very normal in a lot of ways. I really enjoyed her conversation about her old relationship and how at the end of the day he chose family and that didn't include her. And that was very telling. And I thought, God, you know what? There's probably so many relationships that went the same way. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. For sure. Um, we see Sonia have a healer at her house that really broke through her, uh, <laughs> financial issues oh, and God, lack of stability in her life. I mean, <sighs> I'm pleased to see Sonia attacking the issue that we all probably know is what the issue's been the whole way through this, which is the breakdown of her marriage. Um, like that's always had this weird kind of ghostly hold over her. So it's good to see her doing that, but Jesus, she's, she's off her rocker, isn't she? For sure. I mean, she is great TV. I love watching her. I was so, so she's apparently in LA right now and she stayed at Josh Flagg's house and their Instagram videos have been fucking gold. Uh, if you've missed them, you need to go to Josh Flagg's account. They are fucking hilarious together. Oh, and I honestly see those. should have a show. They should have a show together and neither one of them should be on their respective shows, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, <laughs> because I just see, I think we see a different side to Sonia, like in some of these Instagram videos. Because I am so tired of Sonia's storyline. It's been the fucking same for like a mil, like a bajillion years. It's never been resolved. It's never something different. It's always this fucking needing money, getting out of this like ghostly hold, as you so rightly called it, of like, the, you know, the Morgan family. And it's just like, I'm fucking bored. I love her, but I'm bored of her story. Well, and I feel like she is. Like, this is maybe why she's finally fucking dealing with it. Like, we know she needs to get over it. Like, I I get it, but this marriage has been gone a long time. And he's not dead. And it's not the same thing as him being dead. And, like, I get the guilt and all the rest of it, but it's very clear she's never dealt with this shit. So, I'm God, I hope this is the beginning of her, like, rising from the fucking ashes moment. 
Yeah, it's her Phoenix moment. I hope she listens to her healer, Ms. St. James. She was so pretty spot I. on. Talking of rising from ashes, uh, look at that for a segue. Leah sets up the Burning Ooh. Man dinner in the Hamptons, which I'm going to go and hazard a guess is probably nothing like the actual Burning Man festival. But, you know, God love them for no. trying. Looks pretty. Yeah. I mean, the costumes are pretty spot on from what I've seen from Burning Man pictures. Yeah. I mean, even Ramona gets on board. Like, listen, I'm never going to be a Ramona fan. I think fan. she's trying. But that yeah. woman looks fucking phenomenal for her age. Like, oh, I mean, when you've got money and you can have that much plastic surgery, everybody can look that way. A hundred percent. no but not feat ev- of strength. A hundred percent, but not everybody does. But she, do- She, you know, right. I, I'm trying to give credit where it's due. Fair. She looks great look, for somebody she, who's nearly 70. <gasps> she put sparkles on her titties and wore a see-through top. Like, she was committed to the Burning Man theme, and I will give that to her. And another thing I'm going to say about Ramona just before and after this, we can go back to being cunts about her is uh, she really got in. I mean, she really tried to get into the healing thing. She could have just pissed on their chips like she normally would and called it off and been a brat, but she tried to get into it. I mean, it didn't sound particularly authentic, but she was screaming and doing <laughs> her best. And I think if that's Ramona trying, then that's got to be a slightly positive step. Absolutely. I mean, her revelation was a 100% bullshit and you could just hear the eye rolls coming from the screen, but you're absolutely right. Like she is actually trying to like be part of the group and not make it all about her, which, um, I appreciate. So yeah, I appreciate that. She's trying me too. her comments though, about the help. (laughs) Yeah, now this, is when, this is when we can go back to being a cunt about her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she, it blows my mind that this is even something she would say anyway. But especially when Ebony is there, like to not be, to be so unaware of yeah. your surroundings and your privilege that you feel it's okay to say that at any time, but especially then is just mind-blowing. Well, I mean, I guarantee, and I don't even know if it was in this episode. It may have been, and I'm just thinking I'm coming up with my own. I mean, Ramona is one of those people who will be like, well, I see no color. Like, yes. seeing color is racist. Like, that's that's going to be the Ramona MO, 100%. And I mean, my thing is like, it's fine that you forgot that lady's name, but you don't need to reference her as the help. Like, yeah. who the fuck says that? Racist people. Yeah, I mean, people who fucking lived in the South in the 1800s said it. That's kind of the last time. No, you're right. It's 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 not right. And this is going to come up, I think, Ebony, when she's had a good night's sleep, yeah. is going to bring this up, and I think this is going to go down like a shit sandwich. Absolutely. I can't wait to see that shit sandwich go down. Unless, <laughs> unless even Ramona is so aware of the current political and social situation that even she takes this on the chin, but I doubt it. No, I think it's going to be a, well, I don't see color conversation. Okay. We'll see. What do you guys think? Like, do you think she will bow down and appreciate where Ebony's coming from and understand the error of her ways? Or do you think she'll double down on, I don't see color argument? Let us know. Email us. 
let us hey at tv my husband hates.com um <laughs> so yeah i mean ebony goes to bed or full of hope tells leah that she feels very comfortable that this is the first time she's hung out in kind of a big group of yeah pretty much exclusively white women with her as the only person of color and she is surprised at how comfortable she feels so that's really nice yeah um she's not hating it yet Right, But I think that she should really enjoy this night's sleep that she's going to get because I think tomorrow is going to be a different fucking story. Absolutely. I loved her Irish goodbye. And I loved how she was just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I've had a good night. I'd like to leave it that way. Yeah. I think that's so smart. I mean, fuck me. I wish I had that in me. <laughs> I do it occasionally, usually because I'm so fucking hammered. I'm just done. It's not because like, oh, like I've had a couple drinks. I'm feeling great. I should go to bed because I can go work out in the morning. I don't have that gene. No, I don't um, have that gene. Not at all. Um, I'm hoping uh, it comes with age, but it's showing no signs yet. No. Uh, shall we move on to New Jersey? Really quickly, oh, we yeah. should talk about Heather. Heather is showing up at the house, which I don't think is going to go d- down all that well. What were your thoughts on Heather? Do you even remember her? I mean, I remember her. I don't remember. I, th- I vaguely think I used to like her, actually. But but I'm not. If she is sort of putting all this shit in page six and trying to make herself relevant yeah. again, which is always a worry when you get a housewife back on the TV, back on the screen. Right. I'm not here for that bullshit. Like, I feel like this is the kind of stuff we need to be phasing out of TV shows like this right now. For sure. For sure. I totally agree with you. I remember liking her interactions with people, but I remember her being annoying. Like, she kept saying holla and, like, a lot of, like, slang words that don't, aren't really hers to use that kind of bothered me a little bit. Um and yeah, I think you're totally right. I think she's just continually talking shit about people in the papers. Like, I, I don't want to see that back on the screen. I think uh, clips I've seen, we see um, Leah feeling quite the same way as we do, that Heather doesn't need to be there. So well, and talking we'll see of, how that goes. And talking of Leah, I sort of feel like she's, you know, definitely in the throes of dealing with some shit. Like, I don't, I think it's easy to assume that because she's back on the wagon, she's kind of dealt with some and she's come out the other side. That's not where Leah is for me. I think Leah is very much in the process of working through a ton of shit. And I feel like she's quite vulnerable in terms of being on TV at the moment because it's quite erratic behavior in some ways from her. For sure. For sure. I mean, I think, I think Leah has been stuck with her thoughts for a very long time because of like the lockdown and the quarantine in New York and things like that. Cause it was kind of the strictest place in the U S for sure. Um, and Leah is not one that needs to be sitting alone with her thoughts. No. I think that that never leads to anything good. So I think you could be right. We'll see. It'll be an interesting season. It will be indeed. Um, And then, of course, we get the finale of Real Housewives of New Jersey, which seemed to sneak up on us oh so quickly. Because it's only episode 13. It's like half the Real Housewives of Atlanta season. It's so irritating. I could could watch 13 more episodes of these ladies very, very easily. Um, I feel like Atlanta needs the short seasons, but maybe that's why we like New Jersey, because it's short, it's sweet, it's in and out. They leave us wanting more, and so we're always excited to see it come back. I don't know. I don't know either. But it's always been the shortest. But I'm sad to see it go. It's been great. Me They've too. always delivered every week. And this week, final show, we get to finally meet Louis, Teresa's new beau. Reagan and I are not seeing eye to eye on this. Not in a no. crazy way, but we have very different <laughs> feelings about this. 
Yeah, so I feel... Go ahead and say what you feel, because well, my feelings kind of back up to that. I feel like she... I feel, first of all, she's quite vulnerable, right? She's looking for a guy who just showers her with love. Um, but from my point of view, it just seems a little bit over the top with this guy. And it almost makes me think, I said this to you earlier, of like that kind of technique that narcissistic kind of weird controlling guys do which is like love bomb you and and make you feel like the most important the most loved the most special you can't believe your luck um and so it just like when he gets up at the dining table and he's like can I kiss you it's like just wait till you finish your fucking dessert like get in the car and give her a snog it just all felt a bit forced so yeah I, I think I'm, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm very cautious about him. Whereas I look at it as I feel like this is a pretty typical pattern of people who have been divorced and then like start dating again. Like they're so happy to like not be with their crazy exes, especially in her case. Like Joe was such a dick to her for so long. Um, I also don't know how comfortable he is on TV. Like, you and know, so this is kind of an awkward dinner. He's probably playing it up a little bit. I mean, he can't facetune, so he looks very different on screen than he does in the pictures on Instagram. I am glad that you said that, because I was like, is this the guy? <laughs> but I feel like he makes her really happy, and I kind of like that this is the only, like, we only see him for a really little bit on this sh- on this last episode. Um, I kind of like that he has two boys in, like, her realm of girls. Like, that could be interesting. And I think we'll just see. I mean, you know, it doesn't mean she has to marry this dude. He is the first guy she's dated. I know they've bought property together, but I think it's an investment property, not, like, an actual house. So I hope she's not jumping in all like all the way with this because it's like the only guy she's dated. Well, and I think that's what worries me that, that it's like the first guy that's really nice to her. She's like, okay, well I'm, this is it. We're going to marry. Yes. (laughs) I'm like, play the field, be on your, well, she's been on her own for a long time, but like play the field, have a go, all the rest of it, but we'll see either way. I suspect he's going to be a fixture on the next season, so we'll get to find out. Yeah, I think we'll see. I think it means a lot that her girls are happy, too. Like, Mom, you seem really happy. We're happy Uh, with him. Like, you know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm really sorry that I just did a massive yawn. Oh, God, this this conversation is boring as fuck. For a minute, I forgot where I was. (laughs) How the fuck can I get off of this? Sorry Um, about that. All right. Who do we want to, do you want to touch on uh, Jen and Bill next? Let's do Jen and Bill. Um, Cause I, you know what? I, I like them as a couple. I don't really love Jen, but I like these guys as a couple. I think like Reagan, you're very fond of saying they keep each other off the streets, but I do think that there is a genuine love and connection. There, there is for sure. I mean, I even wrote it down. Like I say a lot of shit about Jen. I don't agree with a lot of the stuff she does, but I'm super down for Jen and Bill's relationship. Like he understands her. She adores him. Like they fucking work and you know, relationships look different to everybody. I love that Olivia planned this meal for I them. Know, She's so, so cute. cute. <laughs> So cute. And also, I have to say, you know, it's a lovely gesture for Bill to give her a ring and to actually ask her to marry him because we, you know, that's something that we learn never really happened. Yeah. And 
you know, it could be very easy for Jen to be fairly blasé about the gift because she obviously is dripping with diamonds. But there was oh a real God, feeling that like fingers. she was blown away by the thought and the yeah. significance of it. And that that was really lovely to see. Yeah, and I mean, it's a massive ring because it's like a half a carat for every year. It's a nine together. carat <laughs> yellow diamond. Yes, they've been together 18 years everything's just super exciting. I don't know. I mean, I, th- I thought it was a really touching moment. I, I mean, honestly, I love Bill. I have fucking loads of time Me for too. Bill. I have loads of time for a dude who's like, yep, yeah, my wife's going to cut loose tonight. I'm totally fine with that. Like I just, I love how he loves her for her and yep. doesn't try to make her somebody else or, you know, make her feel shame because she had too much tequila. Like and I, I just, I the like same their about- dynamic. And I'd say the same about Margaret's Joe as well. Yes, like he's, 100%. he's similar. And it's really interesting because this is going to lead us on to the kind of final topic for New Jersey, which is, of course, Joey Gorga and everybody's reaction, including Melissa and how she's managing it. Because I think it's really interesting that if we talk about Dolores' response to Joey Gorga, she is like, I'm not mad with Joey. Like, he is who he is. This is it. Like, yeah. he's he's been consistent since day one (laughs) not a surprise surprise. she's like i'm pissed off about the other stuff but i'm not mad with with joey i think he's a i think he's chauvinistic and i think all of those things are true but it i've learned a long time to get to come up to peace with that margaret decided that she needs to take this on as kind of like the cause of the week for margaret it's like calm the fuck down (laughs) and and but to give her credit actually doesn't approach joe Joey at the time. She doesn't. It's Joey who approaches her after her speech because whatever she was saying about Joe, her Joe, obviously triggered some serious shit in Joey. Well, I think this is the problem, right? Like, Uh I think Joey knows the problem with Joey. Yeah. And that's why he's being triggered by all this shit. I mean, by the way, Dolores' costume as a broken woman was fucking hilarious, by the way. Awesome. She's the queen of all things. But um, I think Joey knows what's wrong with Joey, and he knows what he needs to do. It's just, it's really hard for him to do that. And I get that. Like, I mean, change is fucking hard, but, like, he needs to do it to keep his wife. I actually had more of a problem with Melissa, like verbally berating other people. I mean, I understand she's standing up for her husband, but it's just like... Sometimes I think you need to let this message sink into him and you're not like what you're doing is like blocking this message, but then you're giving him this other message over here and it's just, it confuses him. Well, I think he's easily confused, (laughs) but I think she's, she nails it when she said, I've made this problem myself. And I think that's why she's really struggling to deal with it because she bought into, she played into this, this old fashioned setup that Joe wanted that her mother promoted and now she's like I just don't believe in it anymore and and I suppose when she puts it like that it is hard Joey thought he was marrying one thing that that you know what you don't you don't find that very often in this day and age so if he thought he'd found somebody who was on her wavelength his wavelength then brilliant box ticked that's a big box ticked and if that's not there anymore then it's going to shake him up I think that being said we are living in an age where he should be, as everybody says, a little bit more fucking evolved by now. Good Lord, yes. And it, it, it's fucking, it's ridiculous to think the person that you married at 22 is going to stay that person for the rest of their lives. Like, yeah. we all evolve and change. And, you know, you have to grow together. And I feel like that's the missing part. Joe hasn't grown. 
He may think he has. He's seen, he knows what he needs to do. He knows what is socially acceptable, but deep in his core, he has not changed. And I think she makes a really good point about like, you know, I fucking raised your children for you. You did not do shit. You know, I did a really good job. They're old enough. They don't need me as much. Like now I can go do some other things. And I don't know. He's just a big fucking baby sometimes. Like, well, he is. He's he's a big baby and a teeny tiny Neanderthal. Like, he yeah. just needs to. I get it. It's insecurity. I get all of those things. But he's gonna lose her. He will lose her if he continues Hell this yes. because she can't. She can't give in. She can't give into this. And it's very very sad to watch a couple that I have really loved see yeah. them hit an obstacle that. I don't know, like Dolores says, who, by the way, is becoming the oracle of this group. Fuck you! She says, this is, this is not a good path to be on. No, like, well, and I love the way she's speaking from experience. Like, even Frank has evolved, and Frank sounded like a massive douche when he was married to Dolores, and, like, she put up with a lot of that stuff, and she's not doing it anymore, and this is why she's single to this day, because she's learned, actually, I just want to be able to call the shots, and look how much better Frank is for it. Like, he learned, and maybe it will take Melissa leaving Joe for a little while or whatever for him to fucking learn that he can't have it that old, that old school way is bullshit. It is bullshit. And, and he genuinely thinks he's, he's not misogynistic. He genuinely thinks he's not holding her back. And it's, Oh, it's dark to watch, but I really hope they pull through because I do love them. And I really feel for Melissa just before we move on. I, I do, because as much as I don't think she handles this very well, I think it's an incredibly, fucking difficult position to be in when everybody's drunk they're all talking about your yeah. relationship you know what you feel but you also don't want to say it in a group because he's going to fly sure. off the fucking handle like she couldn't do right for doing wrong in this particular instance no well and massive props to bill because bill even calls out joey like what the fuck are you doing and joey's a massive asshole to him huge because he's in defense mode right yeah. because he's like he's like all those trolls where you say something on the internet you say something and it's completely your experience, but it's triggered some shit in them and they decide yeah. to like throw some shit back at you. And that's where he is. He's like throwing all that shit back at everybody else. And he's going to find himself quite isolated because you look around at the guys, you talk about Bill, yeah. Joe, um, Evan. Evan. He doesn't play that shit. Frank. They're all very there to support their wives. They are evolved. And he's Joey's going to start looking like a massive dick if he doesn't sort himself out. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting on the reunion if him watching this show changes anything for him, like this particular season, if it changes anything for him, seeing the other guys not be that way. You know what I'm saying? Well, and also hearing Melissa in her confessionals, I think that's yeah. really, I think she's being incredibly vulnerable and honest and open. So I really hope that is something that triggers change in him. Yeah, agreed. Right, let's all move in on all to though, the- I will say, oh. I think it was kind of a lackluster finale. Like it just felt like another well, episode. Shocked. It like didn't when- like you know how some of the finales are really built up. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean I, I was shocked. I didn't expect them to give the update, you know, when they pause it and do all of that. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? This is it? Oh. Like we've we've only been watching for a couple of weeks. <laughs> what the Here hell is are. going on? Yeah. Um but in good news, New Jersey leaves us and the hills returns um, absolutely i loved the first season of this and i yes. am 
salty that we've had to wait this long for the second season, but we it's are taking here. fucking ages, didn't it? I mean, fuck you, COVID. Honestly. But you know what? I'm actually glad they didn't try to do like an in-between, like with everybody on their phones. Like, you know what? Kind of the best thing was to just not film and like wait until this point where they could gather with, you know, everyone Agreed. being tested and things like that and just doing it safely. So why don't we just run down all of the cast, where they're at now and what we think about them. Okay. Since it's well, the first episode. Let's start with Brody and then we can move on, like include Caitlin in that. But Brody, um, Listen. Divorced and sober. Still fucking hot, though. So fucking hot. I'm really sorry. I can't, like... He's he's definitely one of the people that I would, like, think about in a wet dream. (laughs) For sure. I did a little... I did a little internet looking because I was like, I mean, he's been on reality TV longer than his ex-stepsisters have. Like, he has been on reality TV longer than the Kardashians. Apparently, there was a show about, so his mom was married to David Foster, who was Yolanda's ex-husband. Yeah. There was a show called The Princes of Malibu, and it's Brody and Spencer and Brody's brother, brother and, like, Linda Thompson and David Foster. I haven't seen it. I'm going to go troll for it. Because I cannot believe this man has been this hot for this long. He really has. Like, I'm sorry. We can get on to his, his personality soon. But for, sure. for now, he is just such... Sure, gives, I can He really is. Like, the tattoos are nice. Fanny Even the longer hair. Like you would not believe. Oh, Everything. Man, like, how did He's, Linda Thompson and then Bruce Jenner make something that attractive? Because neither know, one I, of them are that great on their own. Maybe that's what it is. Because even way, Brandon, his older brother's hot too. And plays all, the guitar. They're all, he's not as hot though. Brody has that thing, no. right? He is yeah. just, because he's sparkle. not just hot, he's super fucking sexy as well. Yeah. Like and you feel like that sex would be like Unbelievable. dirty and rough and amazing. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Okay. Now I mean, that he may not call you the next day. Sexual, yeah, no, he's not going to call you the next day. But it won't matter because it'll be the best sex you've ever had. Absolutely. Um, now that we've lived out our sexual fantasies in a very public forum, um, I'll just be five minutes while I go finish myself off. Joking. Let's put the microphones down. Yeah. I could do that thing. Do you remember that Howard Stern thing where he got the guest to sit across the amp while he went like this? <laughs> into it and it vibrated until she came on on air do you remember such a dirty fucker yes anyway um so many things wrong with that but that's the way we are so Brody's come back he is sober and appears to have had a kind of revelation and apologizes to Caitlin yeah sounds like a grown-up acting like a grown-up I'm I'm here for this new Brody I am too. I mean, I thought it was really interesting. Like, I think they're like their first time they got together and he like did that public apology, like fucking great. I found the next time we see them together in the show where he's like, and the lesbian thing just like blew my mind. I had no idea. And she was like, dude, you had some idea. So like that leads me to believe there was some definite like threesome good sex, like in their past for sure. Um, but, and I didn't like him kind of blaming his drinking on her. That was problematic for me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's it's always difficult. I think, like, he probably did handle... I think he did feel... Pre- I think what he's saying sure. is true. Yes. But I don't think it's... It's not her it's fault. It's right to say. It's not her yeah. fault. 
Right. Um, I think he could he could say it a little bit differently. Like situationally, I had no idea how to deal with becoming a grown up man, so I had to drink my way through it. It had yes. nothing to do with you. It was yes. me, and I couldn't fucking handle shit. It would have been anybody. It would have been the same with anybody for um, sure. But yeah, and I think she has been through. You know, I think that relationship with Miley Cyrus was nothing short of a, a rebound of all rebounds and yeah. it took her to a place where she needed to be on her own and and go through the pain and the all the rest of it so they both seem on friendly terms it looks like this has worked out quite well maybe yeah. this is the beginning of a new era yeah they dodged a bullet they didn't have kids so they don't yeah. have to worry about that i mean maybe this is just what i feel like brody needed the pandemic yeah yeah um audrina Aw, Trina. Um, oh, and she and Brody hooking up pre-pandemic. I'm glad, though. That needs to stop. Like, yes. That needs to stop. Like, Audrina needs to stop. With He's just a different Brody. version of Justin Bobby. Just, <laughs> They're just, the same. It's, it's just awful, this poor girl. And I feel like she knows it. Like, she's there. Yeah. And we see her on yeah. this date with this guy who... It's, oh that's my never God! Work it's out. it's it's Sean Stewart. It's Rod Stewart's kid who is not very attractive. No, the only attractive thing about Sean Stewart is that he's Rod Stewart's kid. But like, he looks like a banker he, on that date. <laughs> I was like, this is fucking. But he looked like a banker who was trying to look like Justin Bobby. Yeah. That was the problem. <laughs> he's that like a banker problem. who bought a Harley <laughs> in a brand new in a brand new shiny leather jacket. Right, that like won't even move. So he's yeah. like this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it was, squeaking. It was, I mean, God love her for trying a different tack, but this is not the guy, Audrina. Keep looking. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but I feel for her. I have a real soft spot for Audrina. I think she has been in some seriously horrible, horrible situations. She's got kids. I think she's a good mum. She seems more grown up than everybody else in a lot of ways. But she just can't get this one thing about her life right, which is the romantic element. And God, I hope she finds somebody. It's her picker. Her picker is just stuck on the same type of guy. So fascinating little fact that I didn't catch is actually her husband was in the hills. This Corey oh. BMXer guy. I've just seen like clips that are coming up, but like, so she marries a guy that she dated on the show and it oh. fucking went to shit. Shocking. Um, but yeah, anyways, um, um, speaking of Audrina, should we touch on Justin Bobby who shocker of all shockers couldn't handle a pandemic. So split and went to Mexico. Oh my God. So he's still a cunt. Oh my God. Like the worst cunt of all. He's like he's the like, king cunt. He's like global pandemic. I'm not going to do that. Like I'm, I'm just, just going to go for that surf. shit. Like these fucking rules don't apply to me. I'm just going to go down south, hit the border and like hang out in um, Mexico. Fuck off. I'm going to play my guitar and just oh, surf. And I'm get just going to talk like life. this. Yeah. Like I'm honestly, so much he's getting too everybody old. Else. He's, he's getting, getting too old, old for this. this. It's right. not cute anymore. And it's so patch. I think this is the problem I have. Like yeah. he, he just has this innate sense of superiority over everybody else. Like everybody else had to like follow the pandemic rules, but I was just really, I'm just too good for that shit. It's like, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. Oh, I hate him. I, I hate, hate him, him so much. <laughs> I ha- I've like, never disliked I couldn't a even reality ha- TV star more. No, I couldn't even have hate sex with him. No, I couldn't. And he's really cute. Don't get me wrong. Like he's yeah. sexy, but fuck, I wouldn't, I would no. rather, I'd, I can't even think I'd rather, I, I, there are 
anybody. I would fuck anybody before I fuck Justin Bobby. Spencer, after all the pot pies? Hands down. Absolutely, 100%. (laughs) I can't even believe that's... Of course. (laughs) Oh, man. I'd fuck a pot pie before I fuck (laughs) Justin Bobby. (laughs) Mind the peas. I'm sorry. He makes me want to claw my eyes out of my own sockets and stick them in my ears so I don't have to see him or hear him. He is despicable for sure if i would like being his mom would be the worst like just looking at him being like holy fuck i raised you (laughs) being related to him in any way any (laughs) kind of connection that you cannot sever legally (laughs) would be horrendous (laughs) (laughs) he's he's just too much like he's just a lot like oh he's such a parody and he he's such a cliche and he doesn't fucking get it oh i can't this is there's like the special, most enraged I've been. There's a special kind of self-loathing it would take to sleep with Justin Bobby. And that's what makes me worry about Audrina. <laughs> like there's a special uh, kind of self-hate there that you need to deal with pronto. <laughs> yeah. There's some real fucking issues. For sure. Um, All right. So that's, thank God, that's out of the way. I need a minute yeah. to calm down. Let's Ugh. talk about Heidi and Spencer. Oh, they're on the baby-making train. Well, I'm one gonna of just them put, is. Yeah, I'm going to just put this out there. If you guys do not follow Spence, Spencer Pratt on Instagram, you are missing out on some fucking prime hummingbird videos. This man is the hummingbird whisperer, and it makes me like him. Like, I, I I've definitely not been Team Spencer, really, ever. Um, and rewatching the Hills, I'm reminded why, because at this point where I'm at, he's dating both Heidi and Audrina and fucking lying to them both about it and fueling a fight between them. Oh, like God. I mean, he's a special kind of asshole in his twenties for sure. But I mean, this man is feeding these hummingbirds out of his hand, out of these mouth. Like it's, it's fucking incredible. It's insane. It is. These and he's, delicate, like, listen, I love majestic these two. creatures. I love these two because I feel like they get what reality TV is. They get what's expected of them. They deliver. They don't take themselves too seriously anymore. Unlike Justin, I'm a twat, Bobby. Um, You know, Spencer's got chubby. I love that he takes a bite out of the pot pie before he throws it in. (laughs) I love that he eats them later on. He puts them in the box to be done with them, but he just can't quit the pot pies. (laughs) Can't quit them. Um, You know, and, and I feel... You know, Heidi's trying to have a baby and they're all on the same page. And as much as that, like, I get it. And I'm, it's not the most thrilling storyline for me. Um, No. You know, at least it's something a bit real. For sure. I mean, I definitely think like being in a pandemic made everybody think about what was important. And I think to Heidi, it is definitely having another baby and growing their family. And, you know, I have a lot of respect for her on that. And I think she is being realistic. Like, look, I'm not fucking getting younger. Yeah. This is only going to get harder and harder the longer we wait. So let's fucking get on it. Like, Absol- I mean, Spencer, she's willing to straddle you like 50 pounds overweight. Like you married a winner. Impregnate yes. the woman. True story. True story. She literally has eyes for nobody else and hasn't since like her early 20s. Well, like, and it- even, even at his fighting weight, he was yeah. still fucking punching. Like, yeah. so let's be clear. Right. Just... Give her a baby. For um, sure. Brandon. I will also, sorry, oh, really, on. really quick side note. Because I'm watching the old Hills, I'm seeing pre-surgery Heidi. And she was so cute. She was so pretty. 
She really was. And now she's just looks surgeried, but she was yeah. really pretty. She, she really was a real was. natural beauty. Yeah, for sure. Like it, it, it makes me sad. I me feel too. like Spencer had a part in that. Yeah, probably. Anyways, um, Brandon. Bra- Brandon. I mean, I, is, does anybody else feel like they're watching a twelve-year-old? One hundred percent. I feel like it's like my first boyfriend writing me a Valentine's Day card. Oh, in sixth it's like grade. every girly fucks is the girl he's going to marry. Ugh. I mean, I I think this definitely comes from like who his parents are. <laughs> like this, like I I'm sure Brandon has abandonment attachment issues. Yeah, you think? It's like, oh my god. But also, I it's don't like, know, dude. Grow up. This is not like a relationship. Is not a fucking. I blindfolded you and gave you a sunset picnic and wrote a fucking song for you. Like, come on. <sighs> and even she says that. She's like, this is not what this is about. Like, it's great and it's nice, but you just need to grow yeah. up and be in a grown-up relationship. And, oh, can't. I'm going to put this out there. I kind of question him even being on this show because he's too. like 20 years younger than everybody. <laughs> it's like, I mean, he may be part of the crew and that's fine, but like you are all in a very different place in life than Brandon is. And Brand, you know, and that's fine. Yeah. We all have to go through these things, but I think it looks even weirder yeah. when it's like, you know, we've got Heidi and Spencer talking about like really trying to have kids and like grow their life and like, you know, Brody deciding he really needs to be sober because he's not a very good drunk person. And we have like Jason and his wife because Jason relapsed again before the pandemic. Like that's some fucking heavy shit. And we got Brandon dicking around about like this model girlfriend. Like, I mean, I can't even. We'll see. I mean, I just find him. I mean, it's just not relatable for me. Right. Like that's the thing. No, he's just, I'm not interested. He's like my child. In high school crushes. I'm just not interested. Um, Speaking of Jason, he looks to be back on the right track. I always liked these as a couple in the season one. So um, I can't remember his girlfriend, his wife's name, actually. Whatever she's called. I hope that that sticks. I do too. I I forgot what special kind of asshole he was until rewatching the hills again also if you want to rewatch the hills with some commentary whitney port and her husband are on youtube watching the hills commenting on what they're seeing so if you need like a better even deep dive than that you can catch that i think it's on youtube i'll look for it and i'll put like the link in the show notes um for this episode if you guys are into it but amazing i had no idea that was going on it's incredible Um, All right. Let's wrap up with keeping up with the Kardashians. I mean, it it, it is what it is. Let's talk about the surrogacy. I'm still not feeling this season. I'm not either, but I will say this one I I just got on board with. Like, I'm just putting everything aside and just getting on board with the bullshit that is this fucking season garbage show. Um, Yeah, so I wrote down... I mean, I think it's really interesting... Chloe going through this like surrogacy issue. Like I think she's way too much of a control freak to have a surrogacy, preg- a surrogate pregnancy. You took the words out of my mouth. I agree. I think she's um, like, I really respond to Kim's approach to things like that. I'm a big control freak in a lot of ways, but when it comes to stuff like that, I'm, I yeah. really am like, you know what? Fine. Just you'll, you'll be fine. They're the professionals. I just want to let them have it. We don't need to have a relationship. I'll just pick up the baby at the end of the day. I love how Kim has actually become less controlling yes. as she's, well, I mean, she's got fucking shitloads of kids. Like you can't control shit with that and many Kanye. children. Let's, let's and not Kanye. forget she's been living with him. 
For sure. Um, I, I like a more chilled out Kim. I think you and I are very similar. Like we're very type A about a lot of things in life, but like where there's professionals telling me what to do, I completely check out. And I'm like, oh, they've told me to do this. This is what I'm doing. It's me too. Fine. I love nothing more. Like, I find relief in that because me you spend too. so long like being one making all the decisions that when there's an expert going, let's do this, I'm like, fine, got it. Done. Jimmy's like, we need a second opinion. I'm like, no, no, we don't. It's done. I don't have time for a second opinion. We're just going to go with this person who tells me to do this. But yes. um, <laughs> me too. Yeah, <laughs> I just can't. I, I can't get too in these details in the weeds. But also, I do think it's interesting to have this conversation about how it's their baby, but the surrogate's, surrogate's body. And it's like, okay, that's fine. And and it kind of really sends Chloe off the deep end. But it, my first thought when I heard that was, well, I would just turn around to Tristan and be like, well, this is a conversation we have to have with the surrogate and maybe we can get it in writing in some when we do the contracts that like, is she okay to deal with multiples if that's what happens? Like, Spot I was like, this on. doesn't need to be an issue. <laughs> no, and it's, I don't think it is an issue. I think that is like when you're interviewing surrogates, surely that's a question that you ask, like... <laughs> This Come is on. A hundred percent. I think Chloe just needs to chill out a bit because you can't go through this process and man- micromanage everything. No, girlfriend, especially when your man has given the deed to other oh, people. Oh, God. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe that's just put an end to it. Or God, I hope so. Yeah. But now she's got these embryos like that are all ready to go because they made embryos with like him and her. So it's like, would she still like do the surrogacy even if she's not with him? Like, how does that work? Because she's always said, like, even if they weren't together, she would want to use his sperm so that they're, like, true siblings. Well, but then what happens if she's pregnant with this guy's baby that now is cheated on her again, and then she meets somebody else who, like, truly loves her, and then she's got to have this baby with this guy. But she can't keep making embryos. Like, there's a point where she's not making any more eggs anymore. Well, and sometimes you just don't get what you want. Like, I don't mean to... Sometimes you just can't keep making babies regardless Dude, of people, the fucking circumstances some people can't even make one baby and they right. can't afford to have surrogacy they can't do all this shit so yeah. sometimes you just have to process what you're dealt and yeah. move the fuck on and maybe true is it maybe yeah, that's all you sure. get agreed um yeah i have to say i'm really feeling for scott at the moment and i think this is actually Oh, a really serious issue that I want them. And I do think they are taking it seriously, but I think it needs to be taken seriously because he's been abandoned in some way, shape or form by every member of his family. And I don't want them to forget that the fact that they've grown up in this close knit, fully supportive is going to give them a privilege of security that he doesn't have. Well, for sure. And I mean, he's not married to Courtney, like really like, there's not a lot of families that continue having relationships with the baby daddy when the lady has moved on, you know? And I, I think it's a, it's a real issue. And what I think is interesting about Scott is he's not only worried about like those relationships, he's worried about himself because he knows he doesn't handle change well. And part of me wonders if this is why we're seeing him with like super young fucking Amelia with like a bajillion different hair colors. And like, I, I feel like he is in real life gone off the deep end since the show has stopped and Courtney is now a Travis. Agreed. And I think that this is a lot for him. And I love that Chris, and I trust Chris that yeah. she does think of Scott as a son, but there's only so much that she can do at the end of the day. He has to take responsibility yeah. for this shit himself. And it's not easy. And I love him. I've got all the love in the world for him. And I, I just want him to find somebody 
that actually loves him back. Well, and I wonder if some of these things are the things Courtney alludes to when she's like, you still haven't done some of the work that I've asked you to do. That's why yeah. we're not together. And I wonder if it's some, some of these kind of things like he can't, because like, as he mentioned in the pandemic, he had to go check himself into someplace cause he couldn't handle it. And I think those are real red, red flags for her as they should be. Yeah. But I think maybe that's just who he is, right? There are some people yeah. that just can't cope and, and it's not necessarily a, a red flag in that he's a bad guy. It's just that maybe he's not the guy for her. And no, but I think it's a red flag in their relationship. Yes, that's what 100%. I mean. I feel like the, these are the things that she's been alluding to that yeah. she's asked him to work on that he still hasn't done. And maybe he just can't and that's fine, Yeah, but it's not right for her because somebody always has to be the grown up in that, right? Like I, I'm, I'm not trying to diss Scott and like him not being able to handle this, but there always will have to be somebody that's the grown up and has to keep things steady for those kids and him. And that's a lot to it be. Is. And, and there will be a woman that's prepared to do it that wants that, that, that that's what she thrives yeah, on. Yeah, maybe. And that's it. But I don't think it's Courtney anymore. And I think no. maybe that's where it's not a fixable thing. This is who Scott right. is. He's always going to go off the deep end every now and again. And she's just not the woman to deal with that shit anymore. She just, yeah, doesn't want to do it anymore. Can't which blame is fine. Her. No, not at all. We also see Kanye on the ballot. He's on the ballot in California. We see uh, Chris looking over her election thing. He was on the ballot here in Colorado. I did not vote for him. Um. <laughs> Thank God. Um, we've already had one clown in office. We don't need another. <laughs> no, that's true. And then we've got Nori's black book as well, which is hilarious. Uh, this is when I'm really on board with Kim at the moment. Like, yeah, it's about the control thing. Like, this would have been something that maybe early earlier Kim would have like really taken to court and fucked off. But actually, she embraces it. She loves it. I love this. I love it, and it's a great account. It's hilarious. It's grown. It's it's now over a million people um, since the episode came out. I looked at her following numbers, but it should be. It's it's clever. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, I'm I'm here for it. I've started Me following. Too. I'm one of those one million now. I will be after this episode. Um, I'm going to go. We'll and check put the it link to that too in the yeah, show let's notes. Let's do that. Um, so that wraps us up for this week. That uh, is. I want to do a really quick uh, reminder. Um, we'll be adding the Shaws of Sunset next week. It starts Sunday here in the U.S., so that's kind of going to replace The Real Housewives of Atlanta in our lineup. Um, can't wait for the Shaws to come out. There's a lot of other shows coming as well, so we're, it seems like we're now out of like the pandemic filming, and now we're going to be like hitting the normal stride of shows. So uh, Family Karma comes out at the beginning of June in just a couple of weeks as well. So uh, we were huge fans of that and we're excited to see it back. Real quickly as well, if you could take time to rate and review us. Um, our artwork has changed back to old stuff because of this weird podcast, uh, the podcast app update. So I'm fighting with Apple at the moment. We'll get it all looking back to normal, but um, still drop us a review there because yeah. that still matters. It really helps other people find us. So with that in mind, thank you once again, as ever, for giving us your time this week. And we will see you next week, same time, same place. And in the meantime, remember... Smart people watch reality TV too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Please subscribe, rate and review TV My Husband Hates wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TV My Husband Hates and join the Facebook group to keep the conversation going when the podcast ends. If Twitter's your thing, you'll find us at TV Husbands Hate. The music and production for TV My Husband Hates by Jimmy Sims. Oh,